for today is the writing of the prophet Nahum. Our key passage comes from chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. But with an overwhelming flood, he will make an end of Nineveh. He will pursue his foes into darkness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Where is this city called Nineveh? Already some 1,800 years before Christ, a center for trade and worship had developed along the eastern bank of the northern stretches of the Tigris River. But its influence was already present some thousand years before that. A provincial town of varying degrees of importance for much of the second millennium BC, it expanded considerably over a period of a thousand years. When the prophet Jonah went there just after the year 800 BC, it took him three days to spread his message through the city with a population already numbering up to 600,000. But it wasn't until a man named Sennacherib came to power in about the year 700 BC that the city became truly magnificent. The streets and squares were rebuilt and the city was crowned by a 1.3 million square foot palace its rooms and corridors filled with sculptures and carvings, and its principal doorways flanked by colossal stone figures weighing up to 30 tons each. It was from there that Sennacherib carried out his great military campaigns, including his ravaging of the southern kingdom of Judah and his siege of Jerusalem while Hezekiah was on the throne. So where is this city called Nineveh? Having been the largest city in the world for some 50 years, it was attacked in the year 612 BC, fell, and quickly became obscured by the sands of desert and time. Today its ruins lie outside the city of Mosul in present-day Iraq. Where is this city called Nineveh? God's prophet Nahum declared the enduring answer to that question. Even in the midst of his highest prominence, Nineveh was exactly where God ordained it to be, and despite its grandeur, Ever so quickly the Lord's word announced against it came to be. The Lord is in control of all history. When he blesses, no one can curse, and when he judges, no one can stand before him. It was special revelation to Nahum to perceive God's will regarding the fall of that earthly nation, a perception not to be presumed only given. We can't get inside God's mind to figure out why and how he directs the affairs of the nations. Even nations used for the Lord's purpose for a time are not under an enduring covenant with God for it. When they rise, for what purpose, and for how long they endure, and at what point they fall, is all God's will. So what Nahum brings really has far less to do with the fall of great Nineveh than it has to do with what God has revealed. This is a preaching of God's enduring care for his people. In spite of the circumstances, in wealth or poverty, untroubled or oppressed, healthy or sick, God remains in control of all things. And God has guaranteed to you your status before him in all things. You are the object of his unimaginable love. Revealed to you in the holy life and sacrificial death of Christ, your substitute and Savior. Delivered to you in his means of grace. And received by you through faith in him. You are God's own. Here is your comfort. Jesus was already uncomfortable for you. Here is your forgiveness. Jesus was already crucified as guilty for you. Here is your strength. 
Jesus was already weak for you at the cross. Where you are under it, you see him on it. That is where we need to be, and that is all you need to see. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. We pray. Heavenly Father, there is only one kingdom which will endure forever, and it does not manifest itself in political terms in this world. It is the kingdom of the Spirit, located in the hearts of believers, established and upheld by your grace and advanced through your gospel. We thank you for calling us to be your children. Direct and govern the affairs of this world for the advancement of your kingdom, for our daily good, and for our eternal welfare. Amen. Thank you.